So am I the only one who has mixed emotions about today? No, it's been so amazing. And I'm a little sad, a lot sad, because I was telling a group earlier, what are we going to do with our Tuesdays? We're going to hang out. I'm just, I don't, y'all, I'm, hopefully y'all made a plan to hang out. Um, I will be here still every day. Um, but then also excited because it is the culmination of something really amazing. Y'all have done really hard work this semester. You've done it together, and it's been such an impactful semester. And now I would be remiss to say that I'm not a little bit excited about a little space in my calendar right now. It is spring, and there is something about spring that is so busy. Um, our spring does not look like I... I thought it would because my daughter has become a dancer in the last few years and spring means dance competitions and we're going to a lot of dance competitions and when we go to these competitions we watch dance and then we dance and then we eat and then we watch dance and then we dance and then we eat over and over for a couple of days and I was at a dance competition about a month ago and we were in the watch dance cycle of the day. And I was sitting next to some other dance moms, and it was Kate's turn nearly. There were about three groups coming up before she danced, and so we were watching this tap trio. They were probably about 10 or 11 years old. They were doing amazing. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I love watching tap. I think it's fascinating that they can create art with like a shoe and a couple pieces of metal. It's phenomenal, and so we were watching. My daughter doesn't do tap, and so that helps me be a little more fascinated by it. Um, and they were dancing away. They were doing just this great job. But then about a third of the way into the routine, the music just stopped. Like, it just stopped playing right in the middle of their dance. But the dancers, they didn't even miss a beat, literally. They just, they just kept dancing, and they did this amazing job of continuing to dance. So amazing that I leaned over to my friend Katie, another dance mom, and I was like, hey, I think this was supposed to happen because look what a great job they're doing. They're just like dancing right along. It's like they're just totally fine, still going, and they didn't miss anything. And she was like, no, <laughs> I was a dancer when I was younger. This doesn't happen. And I was like, but look at them. Look, they're just killing it up there. So, like, I can actually hear their tapping better now. So maybe, maybe that's why it was stopping, so we could be impressed by their dancing. And she was like, no, this, this, this wasn't supposed to happen. But those dancers, they didn't even stop for a second. And I was like, what? How could they be doing that? Because the middle, the music just stopped in the middle of their routine and they just kept going like it was nothing. Can you imagine just going on about your life, just doing your thing, going through your little routine and all of a sudden everything that is familiar has been taken out from under you? When everything, the, the rhythm of what you were used to and what you were going by was all of a sudden just gone, it just stopped. The bottom dropped out, the circumstances changed, and you couldn't hear the music anymore. You see, for these dancers, the music, it just stopped. But here was the miracle, because without missing a beat, they, they just kept on dancing. Those tappers kept on tapping. And then 
Something crazy happened. The audience, seeing what was going on, the audience started cheering for them and giving little whoops and like clapping along with the beat, which would make me so nervous if I was a tapper. Don't throw off my beat. But everybody was cheering for them and encouraging them. This little dance community came together and was cheering for these dancers, encouraging them just to keep going. And so here's the question. Here's the crux of the situation. How could they keep dancing? How could they keep dancing? I mean, sure, they were talented dancers. Sure, this was what they did. But it's because months ago, they started learning these steps. It's because um, they began to study them. They began to rehearse them. They would have a difficult move in a dance, and they would fall, and they would get right back up again and start studying again and start rehearsing again and practicing over and over and over until it was no longer about just memorizing steps in a dance, but actually growing in difficulty and hardship and beauty and art. It's because they kept going. They learned long ago what the steps were to be. They rehearsed it over and over so much that those steps were buried deep in their soul were implanted down in there where this dance was now a part of them. They could keep going because they had studied, they had prepared, they had rehearsed, and they were ready for when the bottom dropped out. Now, when they finished, everyone cheered for them, everyone was clapping, and I'm sure that I clapped, I'm sure that I cheered, but I just remember sitting there captivated because the Lord put you on my mind. He put the Thessalonians on my mind. He reminded me that Paul was telling the Thessalonians that the music's going to stop. Are you ready? That he was reminding them to be prepared to do the hard work. Paul was teaching them how to keep dancing when the music stops. Okay, so maybe not to keep dancing, but to keep going when the bottom drops out. And Paul wrote this to the Thessalonians, but it wasn't just for them. It was for us, too. And this is what we have learned this semester. These are the truths that we have studied and rehearsed. We started out that first and foremost, we are beloved sisters who are chosen by God. And then Camille showed us how the word of God works to face opposition, to build integrity, care for others, and experience endurance. And we will need that endurance because the race is long. And so Rachel pointed us to Paul's words where he reminded the Thessalonians that it's more important to pursue progress over perfection, that God cares about our sanctification, not our perfection. And then the way to that progress is, as Barb taught us, is to live life God's way because that is the best way to live for our lives, our complete selves, and, our spe- and especially our bodies to reflect the holiness of God. And then not to get caught up in the distractions that bring fear or doubt, but instead to live by what Alice coined to help us remember. Y'all remember? She said, don't worry, be ready. (laughs) That we belong to the day and our name is daughter. And so because we belong to the day, We will keep pursuing Christ, and we know that along the way, there will be difficulties and there will be suffering. The music will stop. But when it does, Sissy reminded us to persevere through the difficulties of the present because we have a glorious future and we need to live with the end in mind. And then along the way, as we are living with the end in mind, there will be these competing truths 
that come along. The world will try to convince us that other things are more important. But Tiffany taught us that we answer to one truth, that, it is the, go- that the gospel is the truth that shaves, saves, and we should cling to it. Remember, like a mosquito in July. <laughs> And then last week, Sissy helped us look forward to how that gospel truth is the message that we should live by and that we should share. And then we come to the conclusion to where we are today. And I want to remind you, these are the truths that you are learning, that we are learning together. These are the dance steps that we have been studying, that we have been rehearsing, that we have been going over and over and over This semester, as we have been studying 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, as we were learning how to observe, (laughs) y'all stuck through that, and I am so proud of y'all, as we did a study on how light shows up throughout the Bible, um, as we were um, digging for truth, as we were wrestling in the difficult tensions, as we were asking the hard, hard questions, we were learning to dance. We were preparing for the future, for a life with Christ. This life of following the gospel message and clinging to the truth is, this, is the truth that we are rehearsing over and over and over so that when the bottom drops out, when the music stops playing, we won't miss a beat. We will instead turn our eyes to the Most High and just keep dancing. Now, we know, of course, in this life that there will be suffering. We will be in places that we never expected to be. We will experience circumstances that we never planned on. But friends, there's more for us. Because we are Christians, we are more than just dancers. Um, This is actually where the metaphor stops, stops short. It was a great metaphor to this point. But you see, those tappers... I'm sure they looked forward to the award ceremony. I'm sure that they loved being able to like go and that they were hopeful about winning a prize. But friends, there was no guarantee of a prize for them. There was not a future and a hope promised for those dancers. But we, as Christ followers, we have a living hope, a living and active hope. Those tap dancers were fantastic, and I know that they were looking forward to that. But you see, for us, Our living hope is so much more. It is a Savior who loved us so much that he left glory to come and take the punishment that we deserved so we could be reconciled with a loving Father, a Father who promises to never leave us or forsake us. Following Christ means that our contentment and our joy isn't based on whether or not the music is playing. Our contentment and our joy is not based on circumstances. It is based on the unchanging God who loves us, the God that we have been studying about this semester. It means following Christ means that we don't have to perform. We don't have to secure a place for ourselves. It's be- when we dance, it's because we're daughters of the Most High, because it is a joyful, honoring place to be. We follow a Savior who had all of the power but voluntarily relinquished his power to serve someone else, (laughs) to serve us. Following Christ means that we don't have to save ourselves because there is a perfect one who rescued us from our sinful selves. We have the hope, the future hope of a Savior who has not left us but is coming back for us. An almighty God who is enough for every aspect of our lives. 
for victories, for failures, for celebrations, for disappointment, for heartbreak, for everything in between, for those Tuesday mornings that we're just here. And so let me ask you this question. Are these truths worth studying? This semester, have you found this scripture worth rehearsing? Worth implanting deep into your soul so that when the bottom drops out, you can keep going? Is it truth that is worthy of studying and rehearsing? You see, we can keep dancing in the knowledge that God doesn't answer to music. He doesn't care whether or not the music, he cares whether or not the music is playing, but whether or not it's playing, he is on his throne and he will not be moved. And that is the God that we worship. That is the God who has chosen you, dear friends. But now for you and me, I want to get a little practical. There are days when we will remember these truths, and there will be days when it is easy to cling to them. But there will also be days that we will forget. We will forget that we are chosen. We will forget that we have a community around us. We will forget of, of God's character. There will just be times that the circumstances will be too much that we will forget, and we will need reminding just like the Thessalonians needed reminding. And what did Paul do for the Thessalonians when they needed reminding? He wrote them a letter. He reminded them of God's character. He reminded them of God's word. And he reminded them of who they were, who God is. He encouraged them. He challenged them to be in community. And he told them just to keep going. And we all need reminders of the truth, especially when the bottom drops out. And so that's what we're going to do today. We are going to write ourselves a little reminder of truth. We're going to write an epistle to ourselves. This isn't a letter to the church, but it's a letter about the Lord and what he is doing from you to you. It is a letter of a time when you forget who God is, a time when you need reminded of what he has done and what he will do. And this is a letter to go back to that you can read and remember. Now, hear me in saying um, that there is, this is not, this little epistle to yourself, um, this is not to replace the word of God. <laughs> absolutely always, when the times call for it, we should absolutely always go straight to the Lord himself and his word. But this, this is like a little testimony, a little reminder. And so we're going to take some time to do that today. Um, if you're not comfortable doing it here, if you read through it and you're like, I need more time to work on this, take it home. There are little clues in the paragraphs for you. If, um, let's just jump into it. Let's look at it real fast. So the first thing we're going to do is this is a letter from you to you, correct? Okay, you have your date and you have your dear, mine would say Amy. And if you want to go ahead and flip it over and say signed Amy, it's also from you, if I haven't said that. So some of the scripture from Thessalonians is in here some of the different things that Paul was writing to them. And so that's what this first part is. And you will see in the second paragraph about a time when God was with you. He was with you during that difficult time you experienced. And so you see the tiny writing in the parentheses. It says, tell about a specific time that you went through very difficult circumstances. So we're going to recall that. And we're going to write a few sentences about a time that you went through difficult circumstances. 
Those dancers may write about the time that the music stopped and they were lucky by the hair of their chinny chin chins to keep going. Um, now, let me point out something to y'all that's really, really important. So I need your attention for a second. If there is a time you went through that was really difficult and you weren't a follower of Christ then, or you weren't walking with the Lord at that time, that is completely okay. So as we go through this letter and write these things, because the next thing is looking back, you can see God was with you. Write down the characteristics of God that supported you. You may not have known that then, but you can look back now and see that he never left you. And so think about things in that way. Maybe you weren't walking with the Lord then, but you see him now. So what do you see about him that showed up during that time in your life? Does that make sense? And then the next section is recalling scripture that was important to you. I'm not going to read this because I want you to spend time doing it. Scripture that was important to you during that time. And then on the back, we'll flip over and we want to recall the people in our lives who supported us and who encouraged us. That may be one person. That may be the Lord himself. That may be 20 people in a community. It's different for everyone, but we want to recall how God used the people around us to minister to us. And then this last big section on the back page, this is a time to write yourself a little bit of encouragement. The paragraph right before it says, you can be comforted that God has been faithful in the past and he will be faithful in the future. So now I write, Amy, this encouragement to you, Amy, this is what encouraged me in the past and this will help to encourage you when things don't get as they should be. So what do you want yourself to know down the road when the bottom drops out? What do you want yourself to be reminded of? That's what goes in that section, okay? And then lastly, the, when we see God redeem things and work, this isn't something we keep to ourselves. This is something we share with others because this is good news of who God is. And so write down one, 10 people that need to be reminded of this story and of God's hope. And then you sign your name. So we're going to spend about 10 minutes doing that. And this will just be your time to work on it. And then we will have some discussion time. But I will come and transition us into that time. But let me pray for us before we get started.